37 Disney Street, which isn't far from you, three Disney fans have watched a film which they will now review. Hello friends and welcome to 37 Disney Street. The kids are off trying to rescue the world, protected by their pet dog, which I altered. So we're taking a look at classic number 48, 2008's Bolt. I'm absolutely redonkulous. I'm Chris Fletcher. This meat lover's pizza isn't loving me back. I'm Lucy Rain. I eat danger for breakfast. Hello friends, I'm Hugh Rain. Chris, uh, I was I, I, had the, I had the giggles because just before we hit record, you said, "Right, I'm recording now," and then you said, "So shut it," and that was the <laughs> last did. thing you said to us before we started the show. That's why my hand was wrong because I got the giggles. You said, "So do it well, just don't say anything." But the minute someone says that, you start having this need to talk and speak and giggle. Yeah, so sorry about that. Shut <laughs> it. I mean, I'm not that sorry about it, but yeah, sorry about that. How are we both? Yeah, good. I mean, I know because we've just spoken, haven't we, on a different show, but. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. It's, Ups and downs. It's today. been yeah. my first week back teaching in real life. Oh. I have been, and I, know, I like to say I'm shouting at kids. I'm not shouting at them. I'm, I'm encouraging them loudly. But as a result, um, my vocal cords are a little on the gruff side today. Oh, yeah. Well, that's no good, is it? Well, just in case anyone was wondering if I'd taken up smoking again or something. No, it's <laughs> it's just teaching. Just teaching. Well, uh, we're going to talk about Bolt today. Bolt. We're coming out of that dark period. Yeah. Clambering out and uh, clawing our way towards the 50th. One foot um, still in, stuck in the mire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like this film. Oh, now that's an early entry from Hugh Rain. You don't usually nail your flags to the mast Actually, that quickly. I do. <laughs> quite often, quite often <laughs> yeah, I go, mm, I'm, I'm going to show my hand here. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like this. Um, yeah, I like it. I, okay. I think it's all right. I have matters I wish to discuss. Do you know why? <laughs> uh, one, of the, the, one of the things I like about it is um, it's because... Um, Bonnie was really into this when she was like mm. nearly two, or maybe she was two actually. And it was a weird period where we were moving house and I was never sh- quite sure if it was going to go through, but I was desperate to leave the old house and move here to 37 Disney Street. Um, uh, and Bonnie went through a period of being really into this and she used to watch it in a in a collapsible box in front of the TV. And I put Aww. a picture on Twitter today and you can find it. Uh, I didn't have enough characters to put a hashtag, but if you search for 37 Disney Street, there's three separate words um and then the word box you'll find a picture of bonnie watching it um and it's during the um barking at the moon song um, but then and then she got ill one night and she got she was really like she's breathing a bit, bit funny she was fine in the end but we had to take her to the hospital and while we were there it was in the same period of time that was on the tv in the <laughs> waiting room and we were like oh look it's it's bold and she was loving that and then she threw up on me well, she, yeah. Was, um, was that a Dewsbury Hospital? Yeah. We yeah. had a similar thing with Lucas where we went to Dewsbury Hospital and The Little Mermaid was on. And we wa- we watched it three times in the oh, time yes. we were I there. Think we got, I, think we, I think we got through it once. I think uh, we, we started at one point and it finished and then we got up to the, the point the where we entered point, and so. it was time to be seen. It was, it was but, in the middle of the night, so there wasn't many yeah. other people there. Yeah. But yeah. the sad thing is is she has no memory of this film now. And I tried to put it on a few months ago and she was like, I don't want to watch this. And I, was, I thought, oh, but you used to love it. And I, I like it because she used to love it. Mm. So that's, it's sentimental to me. Uh, so I, I do like it. I just have fond memories of this summer watching it with her. And now it's brand new to her because she's six and it means Aww. nothing to her. <laughs> <laughs> I know this isn't usually my job, but I'm going to say, is that a good segue in to see what, what the kids thought of it then? No. Why not? <laughs> but it's a bit early, but yeah, well, let's oh, do it. it? Oh, yeah, no, it's we fine. Normally, what we normally do... We, well, um, we're going to hand his, it over to you then, history. Lucy, but... And then, then we find out about the story. Oh, I'll tell them later. I'm sorry, guys. I just thought, oh, oh, he's talking about Bonnie and Hatch Madison. <laughs> with the programme. I know, I am. I, should... <laughs> I need show notes. Right. So, Bolt was released... No, 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 no. I'm sorry, right? <laughs> I, I put a lot of effort into this, <laughs> this music. 
Um, and I'm going to play it, Lucy. <laughs> so... I'm so badly behaved. Go on. Here you go. It's time to dig a little deeper to learn some Disney stuff. Dig a little deeper. No, we ain't dug this far enough. Dig down deep into the facts. We'll find out what we need. Lucy will school us, guaranteed. Open up the windows. Let in the light. Children. Right, get on with it, Lucy, because you're holding us up now. Okay. (laughs) This was released in 2008. It was directed by Chris Williams and Byron Howard. Chris Williams goes on to direct, co-direct, Big Hero 6 and Moana. And I recognise the name Byron. Byron Howard goes on to co-direct... Tangled. Yes, good. Tangled and Zootopia. Two of my favourite recent Disney films... So, um, good stock, good stock there. But they were not the initial directors. The initial director was Chris Sanders. He nearly didn't get written down there. (laughs) Uh, The initial director was Chris Sanders, who co-directed Lilo and Stitch. He um, wrote the original script, and it was entitled American Dog. And instead of a hamster, it included a... uh, Large radioactive rabbit and a one-eyed cat got dumped in Nevada or something. Um, And John Lasseter, who had just taken over um, as creative director, saw an early rush, uh, the early rushes of the film. He does this a lot, doesn't he? He sees the early rushes and goes, (laughs) no. Well, I was, I'm going to make a comparison actually. Do you remember when we went through the, the Eisner-Katzenberger transition? Oh, yes. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Yes, and, um, yes. The Fox and the Hound. It, and whatever was before... There, there was a few in a row that had to be totally rewritten or rushed through or something like that before you get onto the one that were already in production when they arrived, before you get to the ones that they saw through entirely. Well, John Lasseter made a number of suggestions. I believe that Chris <laughs> Sanders went back to his work and didn't listen to any and just carried on working. I like, shot... I like his style. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's got gumption. <laughs> uh, and just, just kept doing his thing and shortly after left the Disney company. Let's just leave it there, I believe. Um, yes, exactly. So mm. he was removed from the project. That's how it's put. He was removed from the project. But it's fine he immediately went and adapted uh, How to Train Your Dragon for DreamWorks, which, as we know, was a... Fairly successful film. I like it. Franchise. Fairly successful franchise. So he did all right. But John Lasseter um, found a couple of uh, Disney in-house talented fellas by the names of Chris Williams and Byron Howard. And he said... Here you go. Do with this what you will. They took all of Lester's uh, suggestions because by this point, you wouldn't dare not. Because <laughs> they wouldn't have a job otherwise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They had no choice. They renamed it, and that is the film that we get today. But instead of the usual four years, um, at this point, they were told they wanted it finished in 18 months. And this is what I mean by the mirroring with Katzenberg. It's like anything that was already in production when he arrived... He either rewrote or rushed through and until they got to the stuff that they made. And what's really interesting is that this falls in a nearly identical point in history to that, in that we're just about to get the Disney revival, and at that point you were just about to get the Disney renaissance, weren't you? So you kind of have this really awkward transition point where the passion passion project's out there. Chicken mm. Little got a rewrite, didn't it? Um Meet the Robinsons got a rewrite and a, a re-theme and all this stuff, and this has been the same. Anyway, so that's what happened there. It stars <clears throat> John Travolta as Bolt and Miley Cyrus as Penny. I'm going to put my two penneth in and say that that particular casting was a little short-sighted because in 2008 she was, uh, you know, a perfect uh, in-house Disney teeny bopper. About two years later, she was twerking on MTV, on the MTV Awards. 
with a with a rubber finger. I don't know if you remember that. Um, oh yes, I, yeah. I recall that. Story. We all remember that, Miley. You wish we didn't, but we do. So I, I just when they do when they take these really current talents, it's not always the best idea. It also had Susie Essman as Mittens. Who is Susie Essman, Huey? Susie from Kerber Enthusiasm. Don't know if you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. Now, the thing is, she says some pretty <clears throat> awful things on there. So, you know, same could be said about her. She's hardly like... She's a know. potty mouth. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm thinking of one uh, insult in particular in the, the restaurant opening scene where, where she calls... Um, what's Larry's <laughs> wife called? Anyway. Yeah. yeah. A car wash or something. Anyway. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, but the thing is about that is she's... Um, acting, uh, playing a character, and if you could never cast anyone who'd played a blue role, I mean, Demi Moore would never have got cast in anything, would you know, the amount of time she spends in her clothes. Um, whereas Miley Cyrus was doing it in real life and at the time was a teenage idol, you know, to that, that generation of kids. Anyway, it also was James Lipton's final role. James Lipton mm-hmm. is the dude off the actor's studio. Inside the actor's studio. Inside the actor's studio. Um, so he played the director <coughs> di- uh, in the in the TV booth. Mm-hmm. Um, it was supposedly inspired by the work of Edward Hopper, the painter, and the cinematographer uh, Vitmus Sigmund, who was a cinematographer on Deer Hunter and Black Dahlia and dozens and dozens of others. Now, I'm not familiar enough with his work to pass comment on that. But Edward Hopper, it's just Americana, isn't it? Yeah, I can, mm. I can, I can sort of see mm. that. Uh, I think now it would be more stylized, maybe. But I, yeah, I can sort of see where that's yeah. coming from. Well, I suppose <laughs> it's just the, the observation of... Uh, mid-American life, isn't it? I would never have worked that out just you know, no. off my own back. But I read somewhere the TV scenes were were inspired by um, Michael Bay. Right, yeah. Mm, yeah, that figures. Mm. Now, they used a new computer program called um, NPR, which stands for Non-Photorealistic Rendering. Interesting concept. And now I've heard of it, I'm so glad it exists because it is the thing that gives the background the hand-painted tactile Play-Doh effect Uh, where you don't want things to look realistic. And this was used heavily in Tangled. And you're like, Mm. yes, because they were doing forest themes and uh, scenes and so on and so forth. But at no point did it look like, um, like The Lion King. You know no, what I mean? The, the new line. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so this first time it's been used here, it was developed for here, and I was doing this research while I was watching the film, and I looked up, and I went, you know what? Very good. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Liked it. Hmm. Um, Bolt is an amalgam of many different breeds of dog, if you are wondering, but he's primarily an American white shepherd because of the shape of his skull and ears. Big Ed. Yeah, although that's... It, that's why he's an amalgam because proportionally that is not a. So it's John Travolta, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> True. John Powell did the music, who is a composer, uh, not in house for Disney, but famous for doing scores for animated films. He did things such as Chicken Run, Shrek, and Happy Feet. Um, and there were two original songs. Won by Miley Cyrus and John Travolta, I Thought I Lost You, and then... I thought I lost you. Barking at the Moon. Then home be lost to you. <laughs> <laughs> by somebody else who I appear to have not written down. I apologise oh. to that person who did such Because <laughs> I really liked that song. I'm going to get to that in music. Jenny Lewis. Oh, thank you, Huey. Um, and that is all I have to say. <gasps> Can I tell you something? Yes. They uh, <laughs> they got a giant inflatable hamster ball to get into the mind of Rhino and oh. use it as a stress reliever. And they also adopted a hamster called Doink. <laughs> oh, man. Doink. And finally, the other thing that I've got. Um, in Russia, the film Bolt is called Volt because Bolt in Russia means male genitalia. <gasps> oh. There you go. What? <laughs> 
I love learning foreign and swear actually, words. I did have one other thing as well, which was that I was kind of looking at the whole animation process thing because I keep thinking, do you know what? We Sometimes we might quite low for various different things, but we don't actually consider how much effort and work goes into what these people are doing for us to go, you know, I just don't like, it's just the wrong mm. colour red for me. Um, and... Uh, I found a thing that said that for every four seconds of filming this, it takes four to five months to develop. And there were over 110 terabytes of data on the screen at any second in the production. Mm. That's that's a lot. That's <laughs> pretty huge, mind, isn't it? It's mind-boggling, isn't really it? really is, isn't it? Good when you think that, like, from from single-cell painted things that we've had in the past to, to ridiculous mm. data. It's, do you know, Hugh's... Uh, did a degree in animation before um, becoming an illustrator, as you know. And one of his classmates, a very, very talented guy, um, worked on the Harry Potter films. And so he got this really long job. Darren Rodriguez. There you go. We called him Dazrod. Dazrod. (laughs) All right. What did you do on these films, Dazrod? Oh, I did the claw trickling in the water of the hippogriff. Are you... Anyone who's familiar will know this, you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, yeah. That was for Framestore. That was it. Framestore, the company. But, I mean, that was it. That was, that was his 18 months. Do you know what I mean? The claw went... Shh, 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 and then the hippogriff went off. Mm. Oh, that so was clever. Made... Your hand appeared at the other side of me then. <laughs> <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> it's like Doctor Strange. <laughs> it actually um, quite hurts, does that? But, yeah, it, 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 takes, it takes forever and... It, it, you take it so for granted, don't you? The skill, mm. the artistry, the patience of these people. There you yeah. go. Go on then, you go on. You were going to say you were going to tell us what we do now, weren't you? I could tell it was it was on the tip of your tongue. Uh, yeah, it's time to get going, guys. <laughs> we're going to delve into the story, the animation, and the music, and even look at the cry factor. How <gasps> sentimental is it? Um, yeah, and we'll split it up into points, ten each, scoring ninety altogether, and that leaves ten. For the kids. Uh, And the kids are going to sum up the story for us now and give us their scores. We've just finished watching Bolt. So it's about a dog who's a TV star and he thinks he has superpowers. He thinks it is a super dog. But that was just a TV show. And he gets lost. He ends up going to New York in a box by mistake. He has to go back across America to find um, his owner Penny. And he made some friends on the way. And he meets while he's lost a cat. At first, but thought it was a cat on the TV show, the baddie one. One really silly hamster. And a hamster called Rhino. Um, the hamster does dancing like ninja moves. And as he goes, he realises that he doesn't have superpowers and they helped him out to find his owner, Penny. And at the end, he saves Penny. The end. My favourite bit is the start when Penny adopts Bolt. My favourite bit is at the start where Bolt is just a puppet and I like all the other puppies, I think. Because I really like puppies. My favourite thing was the star. My favourite character is... Rhino, the hamster. My favourite character is the hamster. Because he's really silly. My favourite character was Bolt. There's only one song and it goes like... There's no... I'm like the one you've got because that home belongs to you. I would give it a three out of five. I would give it a three out of five. I would give it a seven out of one. And I watched the short and it's about Bolt and it's about Rhino, like, saving Penny and Bolt. Bye! What was your favourite character? Me? Yeah. Penny, probably. Have you got any other favourite characters? Well, you want me to listen to the favourite character? Uh, Rhino. That's one of my favourite characters. Well, Bolton Rhino is my favourite characters. Alright, thanks, Ollie. Anything else you want to say? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
Good night then. And that was that. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Shall we you know delve what? into the story? Oh, you, you, know, you know what's good about that is they, and what was easier for me to edit that was um, they all had the exact same opinions and <laughs> they, they didn't really uh, talk about anything other than the the, the same the same uh, story Bits. points. So I could just go, <laughs> and it was a doddle. Lucas spoke for less than two minutes. I don't think he's ever done that before. He did because uh, I wanted to get this done um, before the show because um, I've got some scripts to write tonight and I managed to do it sat on the toilet while Bonnie had a bath I wasn't, I wasn't using the toilet I was just sat on the clothes toilet while Bonnie had a bath do you ever right. think we share too much on this show? probably yeah. story so it's time to discuss how the story goes I know it can't be worse than Oliver and Coke not this time it can't no no that we, I'm not sure we mentioned this last time, but um, the ident at the start of this is the brand new... Uh, yeah. I think it first appeared in Pirates of the Caribbean, but the first classic it was on was Meet the Robinsons, I think. So this is the second classic appearance of the Walt Disney fancy all-singing-all-dancing castle ident. I think Do you know something that's right. that, that jumped into one. my mind immediately as well was, was uh, a, a, very similar to what you've said already about um, about Bonnie and this film, that that ident is is what I used to watch constantly with with Lucas when he was a baby, watching this film, watching Meet the Robinsons, mm. watching Tangled. Um, so yeah, straight away when I saw that, I don't remember seeing it at the beginning of Meet the Robinsons the other week, but no, I don't. It, it jumped out uh, at me this time. Did they do something different? They might have done something different. I think they did something a little bit. I can't remember. I just, I just thought I looked it, but mind you, yeah, I think we would have noticed. I think we would because I'm we sure do I notice stuff up, like that. Because, yeah. There was also. Do, do you ever? Did you? Do you remember when? Or did you have Sky when? They, when they would had the first got the Disney Cinema Channel, and they used to have their own Sky Disney ident that showed loads of different characters and it, uh, from Pixar and from the animated films and things. It was brilliant. I don't know. It was all like spot. You could spot all the different characters on it. It was great. It's still not as good as. No, well, what is? And uh, well, but they, they, they later lose the word Walt during the Muppets film. Anyway, just a little. That's not to do with story. Just wanted to because it's, it's right <laughs> at the top of the film. It's, you know, it's worth uh, yes. n- n- noting, isn't it? Mm. So yeah. First impressions count. But so indeed. This story, I. I I would like to go first, gentlemen, if I may. <laughs> Ladies first. Um, I often... There's a theme between the three of us uh, that you guys sometimes you, you clutch onto uh, an inconsistency or a implausibility in a story. Yeah. And then it ruins it for you. Mm-hmm. And I, I do get quite irritable at you, don't I? I'm like, you, you you're do. missing the you magic. Do, yeah. You're missing yeah. the magic. Yeah. But well, some of them... S- someone did that on Twitter, actually, and uh, I kind of think, mm, I don't think you should hold the entire film against this. Because... Well, I- I'm getting that. Now, there are some um, things that, of that nature that are so blatant and big, it's like original sin. And one of the few I would count in that ca- category is Toy Story 4, where the just the very concept of this being initiated by Woody for the reasons it's initiated is so mm-hmm. alien, I can't accept the film. Now, in this instance, the lack of understanding of how the making TV works that's kind of shown in that opening sequence is so, like, just massive. I'm like, I can't really get past it. Now, this thought jumped into my head and I thought, now, hang on, Lucy, you're being hypocritical, you get cross about this. So I continued to watch thinking, if I accept that, if I accept that as okay, how is the rest of the film? Now, I will say from that point onwards, when I decided I was going to accept that nonsense, (laughs) um, I actually, I found the rest of the journey developed very nicely. The characters... The, the way that the relationships developed, were, sometimes I just think people become friends too quickly or they fall out too quickly or whatever. Mm. I thought these were re- a really good trio of characters and it, all the developments worked. In that respect, I liked all of it. But, like I say, in my opinion, th- there's an original sin 
that is, is very hard to jump over. Do you understand what I'm trying to get to? I, I'm, you, I'm have with you. Have you said what the problem is? I just the the understanding of how TV programs are made in the opening sequence, um, like that boom went into shot, but you couldn't see the boom. Now, yes, I know. In the next sequence, the show cameras behind boards and and things like this, but they don't take into consideration that you'd have to change location, you'd need multiple shots, you'd need. You know, see, you're going into big details like that, but but what about the fact that that was all filmed, including lasers coming out of his eyes? Yes. And yet it's plausible to him that, yes. that it's all real. It doesn't it doesn't compute at all. There's another little bit about this for me as well, which is this. Is this portraying real life in a cartoon or is it a cartoon? Because um there's there's a bit when all the when all the explosions and everything happens and there's one of those guys with the electric hands and all the vehicles are crashing out of the sky and landing everywhere and he's going like this. Yeah, yeah. Right. That bit is just entirely cartoony. There's nothing about it that that's that's plausible. You couldn't do that as a stunt. It just it it wouldn't work. You couldn't do it. So it's not real. And yet everything about what they're trying to do here is make it plausible that it's real and it's seen as real to bolt. Mm. Didn't didn't take away my enjoyment of the film particularly. But no, it did. It just messed with my head. It just the whole thing just made yeah. me go. I, what what is going on here? And also, so you see the adoption bit at the beginning, mm. and and then it jumps to this thing where it's a TV show. That was the kid, all the kids' favorite bit was the, the start. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, the bit that was nothing to do with the rest of the film was well, all their favorite. Which makes you think, oh, maybe they should have focused on that. Go on. <laughs> so so yes, but yeah, you're right. But it goes into this TV thing, and straight away you're like, hang on, is this a, is this an episode of a TV program, or is it a trailer for it because they're bringing us into it at the same time mm. as showing an episode but it's got the whole origin story there in the first minute of it but it but it's then throwing us at the end of that episode into well this is already an established program which it can't be because we've literally just seen the how it all begins we've, we've seen all that because it's all part of the same story and that whole thing just messed with my head a little I, bit i just accepted it because um I think you're supposed to just... I think the way... Right. What what we're seeing is what's basically in his head. So I, I don't yeah. think we're exactly seeing, like, the process of the filmmaking. And there could be stops and starts, mm. you know, yeah, where, okay, where, yeah. where, where they trick him. I think it's... And also, for us, watching this, we it has to be shown to us like that. So I just accepted it. I just yeah. thought, yeah, if, if there are problems with, with you know, the, you know like, it wouldn't be made like that or, you know, whatever. I think, well... You have to go with it for the sake of the story, and I was happy to do that. Um, someone on Twitter did say um, he basically didn't want to watch the film again because of the boom thing. Now, um, I don't want to sort of ask people on Twitter what they think and then just like argue with them. Um, <laughs> if, if, if that's what he, he or she, uh, I think it was he, wants to do, then fine. But I just... He saw that boom thing as like being uh, too unrealistic and like it wouldn't work and he just wasn't on board. But I just thought that was just like maybe it just felt like the director was just making a point and saying, guys, we need to just watch out for this because, you know, if the illusion's broken, then it might ruin it for the dog and then the whole thing falls apart. And I just took it as that and I was like, all right, I, I can I can deal with that. I'm fine. I'm on board. Yeah. I mean, you have to suspend belief a bit, and, you know. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. The, the, here's so, sorry, the thing for me. Suspend, suspend disbelief. Here's the thing for me, and and I will leave it after this point. This isn't a criticism at all, but the first time I watched this, I was all for this Inspector Gadget TV series that was going on with a a dog not called Brain and a girl called Penny. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I I was all for it, and I thought, yes, this is good, and it got me right in. So I was actually quite disappointed when it didn't turn out to be that film, and it ended up being what essentially is very easy to get confused with a Pixar film. Um, because it, it kind of. It's, I think a lot of the films in this era have that kind of feel where it changes tone completely, doesn't it? Absolutely, completely. Yeah. And the first time I watched it, I thought I loved that. I thought I thought actually, you know, it, it bought it, it. It pulled me back round again. It, it mm-hmm. did pull me back round again. Um, I just wasn't so interested this time. I, I, I thought it was it, all right. I just want to make clear before I carry on talking that I I agree with both of you in that. Once I'd made the conscious decision to accept 
what was working, I do think it was a strong story. I had hmm. to decide to do that because honestly, that it wasn't going naturally. But if you do just accept it, all right, this is how they work. It's fine. Now, interesting, you should say about um, it changing turn. What surprised me was how much genuine crisis was in this film. You know, like when he's hanging off the back of a lorry and he thinks the problem with thinking that you're a superhero is that you think you're invincible and there's yeah. genuine danger in that. And I do think kids need to understand that as well. So when he's doing these things, you think you're, he's just going to jump off the back of there or he's just going to do this. He, he's going to knock himself out. And as a result, there was a lot of genuine crisis there, which I think is why it, just from my own point of view, I was quite gripped by this story a lot more than I thought I would because there's not on the face of it there's not much that appeals to me from my taste yeah but it, it, it did grip me all the way through I, I think thought... that dawning realisation is great though as well like when he's bleeding and he's like mm. what's this <laughs> and, yeah and as he starts to realise that, that the bolt on his side is like ink and he's looking at his paws and like, it, it's very they, nicely done they, ne- they never show blood do they and it's slow enough as well. There's lots of stuff coming out of my paw and you never see it. It's it's slow enough. It, it also, the comparisons to Buzz Lightyear struck me as I was watching it. That mm, find real, out it's a toy. Real toy thing. Mm. But the difference with Buzz is one minute he thoroughly believed it, the next minute he found out and it was over. His arm came off. Even when um, he, was getting, he was getting more and more evidence and people were telling him, it wasn't a come-to-Jesus moment. It, it, it genuinely took a bit of time to find out and accept what that meant and what the consequences were, what was real, because he still believed in Penny and it would have been very easy for him to take the presumption that Kit- uh, Mittens took, which is that she was acting too. So mm. I, I found, he, he, do you know what? An incredibly complex character development for that little mutt. I, what, what? Can we just go back a sec? Yes. Because mm-hmm. I found that whole intro just really exciting. You, the the way the way the 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 film logo comes up, ident title, whatever you know, the dramatic music, yeah, you know, it's like do 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 bolt. It was exciting, and then there's that big chase scene, and that chase scene had all sorts in it. It was like it was action packed. It had humour in it. Big explosion goes off, and it cuts to the outskirts of the city, and a little paper cup just goes. Funny. Yeah, I love that. Funny, yeah. smart, nice, nice timing. Um, it had everything slow mo, you know, and then uh, bolt speak. It's dramatic. By that point, I was just like, yeah, man. Yeah. I but then it's not that film. No. But then, if it was just that all the way through, I'd have got tired of it. Um, so I, I like that it takes a turn and it turns into what is essentially like a like a buddy but movie. Buddy, yeah. Um, like, it was like a Bond intro, wasn't it? Like a Bond intro. Yeah. That kind of thing. A bit mm. Mission Impossibly. Hmm. 24, something like that. Impossibly. Impossibly. I like Impossible-ish. The first time we watched it, I totally fell for it. I didn't. I had no idea it was a TV show. No, same. And I was like, "Huh, all right, interesting." You know. I liked the character of Rhino. I'm going to put that on the table right now because I know we always talk about characters in this section. Um, he was well observed. <laughs> Not that we all know uh, hamsters who talk like that but I, I just thought no. he, he was a believable well-rounded character and he was very funny he had all the best lines he had all the best gags yeah because a lot of humor him. in some of these previous ones have not been like it's felt very oh, the, forced. it's been off the boil hasn't it, it yeah really it's has, been it's good. Like, like you said chris uh, i think last time it was someone sort of applying the humor afterwards mm. like trying to pepper it on and it wasn't working whereas this is just it's naturally just it's funny the, the animation's yeah. The animators are doing a funny job. The script's funny enough. The timing, everything's working and, pretty well. And the little short as well that that Lucas talks about, mm-hmm. he, that is equally as funny. It's like they, they've just they've hit on something there with that character that, that yeah. really really works for I've me. I've not seen that for ages. And no. we, watched, we watched that probably at the time Bonnie was into it, and we've never watched it since. Mm. But she did like uh, what's it called? Rhino. Rhino. I'm just looking up, um, because I should have written it down when I did my um, research, but I believe it was a member of the production team who voiced Rhino. Yeah. I think you're right, yeah. Uh, Mark Walton. Mm. Yeah, who is a Disney animator. Yeah. So I I like that, because a lot of the humour 
was from the delivery, but also from his little... And I had a sense of his ways of moving, his little dances, and you always get a sense that they've used the visual references from recording. Well, if you've got an animator playing a part mm. in the office, as it were, I don't know if he animated his own part. That would have been a, a real treat, wouldn't it? Um, but we could just say, Mark, just do a little shimmy. Let me see what it looks like. So I think that yeah, might yeah. have helped, helped towards it. I totally forgot that it was John Travolta until today. It, he hasn't sounded that young in years either. I find, do you not find that really strange? It was just it, I, I, th- I thought he acted it really well. I well, really I mean, did. I've previously known it was him because we watched it a mm. few times, but then it's, like, it's been a few years, and I was like, "Who is that?" And I thought, oh, "It don't matter. I don't care." And then when I did happen to look it up as we we're watching, I thought, "Do you know? What? I would never have. I would never have picked up on that. I wouldn't have realised it just for hearing his voice. It doesn't sound much like him, does it? No. It sounds like a younger version. Yeah. <laughs> do you like did you like the Good the music. music yeah oh man that was so clever the way they had three well. sets of three pigeons and they all had similar dynamics but mm. they were specific to their geography did you notice how you right. had the surfer dude californian you had the the wise guy new yorkers this is what i was thinking of when we watched the wild and those pigeons appeared and i thought hang on, is it going to be like that? And I couldn't think what film it was from, so I stopped mm. myself from talking about it. Yeah. And then this came and I was like, oh, it was this, and it was great. See, that's the <laughs> difference. Why this didn't they do so something well like written. that? Do you not feel like maybe they, that that these characters were supposed to be in that film and they started doing it and then went, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're not going to do that now because mm. their role within it is quite yeah. similar, except mm. the other ones just disappear. Mm. Well, I, I like that it was different pigeons. It mm. would have been very possible and lazy for them to just have the same pigeons sort of keep landing and interacting. But this difference and, and the way that could give them characters and the head movements and the... Animation. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, we'll, we'll come um, on to that. But just uh, the way that you can get a, a friendship dynamic like that with the mm. body language of pigeons. Brilliant. Really, really good. Yeah. What I was saying before about locations, like once it does get into uh, the the road trip bit, it was just really nice to spend time there because you know you had TV studio and then you had the city. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not that interested in that. And then they're in this like nice field and they went to like a, a picnic campsite and it was really nice. And like the montage during the song where they're just traveling all across America and seeing all these different places. So I wanted to see like loads more of that. It was really really nice and nice yeah. to spend time there. So that's why I really appreciated that t- tonal change because it just gave you a chance to see something, you know, visually really pleasing. Um, Love a good road trip movie for that very yeah. reason. <laughs> you know, yeah. get to see lots of different places. Yeah. And then the ending. What did you think to the ending, guys? The big fire in the studio. I'm sorry, but I was absolutely fine with him legitimately saving Penny and it being a cliche. I was absolutely. Oh fine yeah, with I was that. fine. With but that. it was though. Yeah, <laughs> that that's it. it, it what what else would it have been? That, yeah. I think that's that's what I just kept thinking was, yeah, it's a it's a bit annoying this, but but honestly, what else would it have been? And it's mm. a, it's touching, and it's a love story in many ways, isn't it? You know, I, I like that Rhino holds up the the thing, and then and then Mittens comes and pulls him out, goes not on my watch, and like saves his life. There's a lovely little bit there. I think it's just just mm. nice. Mm. The fire safety officer at the studio needs to take a look at his job, though. <laughs> you know, I'm fairly sure they have, they have setups for their naked flames in places mm-hmm. like that that don't leave the bankable star suspended from the ceiling during a fire. But, <laughs> you know. I, I quite like at the end where, where they've changed... They've changed Penny as well, and it's someone else. And like, she's like, I wonder if people will recognise me. Yeah, I, I can see Drake Ramore. But Bonnie was watching that quite intently, and I thought, like, I don't think she understands what's happening. I think Bonnie just literally thought that they've had to change her appearance. Yeah, and I was going to say, oh, it's a different actor playing that part because she doesn't want to do it anymore. And I thought, mm. forget it, it's fine. It's hard <laughs> to explain the, the Aunt Viv phenomenon, isn't it? Mm. You know. <laughs> right, yeah. do you want to score this? Yeah. Yeah. I keep doing Chris's job because I think we're still on the Disneyland Paris show. I'm sorry. It's all right. It's all right. 
This is a joint venture, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> Nobody's in charge here. I just do the intro at the start. And I'm jingles. Going, I'm going to go forth and be the first one to say... Um, I did. I am surprising myself with this because I thought that it was a strong and gripping star. It, despite some big problems in the opening and the ending, and so I am going to give it an eight. Well, mm. I'm going to do you one better because I think it's funny, it's charming, and it's exciting. I've got to give it a nine. Um, I was going to give it really low um, to start off with, and uh, honestly and truthfully, talking with you guys about it is actually knocked it up a couple of points so I'm going to give it I'm going to give it an 8 I'm going to give it an 8 I think it's worth it I did not go into this thinking <laughs> I would be scoring like that or that you two would be either but that's nice isn't no, it no like I and and I did think as I've as I've written down things after we watched the film my my gut instinct was yeah that whole intro thing spoilt it a bit for me but Hugh you've talked me around you've talked me around and made me realise actually that there's a reason why I used to watch this film a lot because you love it. Yeah, because I, I really <laughs> like it. <laughs> Pretty much. Shall we go on to animation then? Yeah. Look at the animation you, the characterization you, and don't forget the background and the style. Yeah, man. Right. I hmm. think they've, uh, we've frozen on uh, your screen, Chris. Are we all right still? You are all right, yes. Good. You're very good. Good. Um, <laughs> They've made an effort to make these characters look different and interesting, I think. It, it feels a bit more, like, Incredibles-y in, yes. like, the design. Yes, I think that's a, yeah. And that's no bad thing. Uh, you know, they're not, like, some of the characters are kind of, kind of uh, unappealing, mm. but they're all different enough that, like, it works. Like, the the agent, I, there's something about him, like, he looked very specific to the point where I just, like, thought, he feels so specific, he, like, I, I don't know who he is. Like mm. who he's supposed to be, but I what I'm trying to say is I, I think it was good, varied character design. There was a bit. Um, it must have been oh, it, it, it was when they first came out of the trailer, and the uh, the agent was there, and I just thought these don't they don't feel like characters from a they don't feel like Disney characters. There's mm. some there was something about the way they moved at times that just didn't quite work and and right at the end i can't remember what scene it was there was a, a bunch of guys in in like um hazmat suits or something like that i can't remember and and they were running it must have been the fire it would have been the fire so they're running towards the fire but it, they were kind of making these running motions but they weren't at the right speed of a person running and they were just moving across the the thing and it, it that that is literally i'm nitpicking here mm. it just felt like it wasn't quite there like like we're just about there now we're getting to that point of it is of, getting there yeah, yeah. Oh, it's huge improvements on what we've had in the last few I films i did notice the doubt. same thing with penny as well she was running without weight you know yeah. there's no sense of sense of groundedness underneath her feet but, but then was, bolt's movement pff, mm. was great yeah so, and as we said before those pigeons are first class Absolutely, oh, the, the yeah. feathers, the sheen, the, the colour grading, the way on they chest, moved everything. Was just like it was like a masterclass mm. in animation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, it's weird actually. That was so good that it kind of, kind of highlighted uh, weaker aspects of the animation. The the, the pigeons. Mm. I think you see. It's. I don't think all the animals. Going on from what you just said, matched each other in the way they chose to portray them. For example, the rhino moved ridiculously, unlike a hamster, mm. a lot of the time. Um, and I loved it. It's brilliant and great animation and really characterful. But then others were very anatomically realistic, like the pigeons were. So they didn't they didn't pick a line in that respect, yeah. if you know and, what I mean. And then, then you've got human characters as well that, that are kind of interacting with all of that and and again I, I just don't quite think they've got humans right there's just mm. this yeah but I've, again again nitpicking I, I think really penny was done. quite unappealing yes yeah, but she but did. more appealing than than replacement penny at the end <laughs> yeah. yeah but she just didn't it, you could see in the way that they treated Bolt that they really they had to make you understand his emotions, you mm -hmm. had to feel his journey, you had to just feel for him. 
Whereas with Penny, it didn't seem like they'd put a lot of effort into her, her facial, ex- into her, basically. Yeah, yeah. Not just the facial expressions, just everything. They didn't have somebody looking at a picture on a corkboard going, we need more, that that needs refining. She mm. was just what she needed to be, which was, you know, a preteen girl. Boom, done. Here's a couple of bits I liked. Uh, the bit where Mittens is talking bolt through the begging face is good. Mm. You know, so she's tweaking it. Yeah, she's like, left ear up, no, you're other left, now both of them down. And then it, a bit adding on at the time, and then she's like, now look up, and then the face comes together. The yeah, yeah. Thing. Mm-hmm. But it's really <laughs> funny. Uh, and also, it's very small on screen when it happens, but just after Rhino helps uh, them get out of the truck, uh, helps Bolt get out, and mm. he, um, it's very small, so you can either see it, but then he says, uh, that, he does that little dance to, there's no truck that I know that can keep in Bolt and Rhino. And it does a little <laughs> jig. And it's so good that you just know the animator has got some moves. Yeah. <laughs> They've been in front of the mirror doing a little situation. Four or five months of hard work there yeah. in that four to five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But even just the concept of having a hamster and a ball for like most of the time is just mm. really interesting, funny. Um, quick shout out to the end credits as well because I really loved that. Yes, I they really were loved nice. the animations at the end. I thought they were great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I've got to be honest. I on think animation, we did. Um... Oh well, let's just let's just kind of just reiterate, like the because it's in the correct section now. But the yeah. the location stuff, mm. you know, brilliant. Mm-hmm. That's where this really shines for me is uh, the, the landscapes that you're seeing. You know, I, I think it's because we've not been on holiday for a long time. <laughs> 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 oh, don't, don't. So sick of Yorkshire. Um, yeah, I think we did. I think we inadvertently discussed a lot of it in the story, didn't we? So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. Well, should we score it then? Yeah. Uh, I'll kick it off. Nice character design, some excellent movement, and some really nice locations. And for me, there's no denying that opening sequence. I just think it's action packed and fun and exciting. I've given it an eight. Oh. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's great. I. I, uh, it's not quite there. That's the only thing for me is that it's not quite what mm. where we know it's going to be. Um, but you can see some real development. It's really they've really moved forward. And as I said right at the start, it's difficult not to um, to have some appreciation for the amount of effort that goes into doing what they're doing. And uh, yeah, as as you said, Hugh, the the different settings are just are great, and the pigeons are amazing. I'm going to give it an eight. Oh, I guess seven. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I changed it from a 7 to an 8, actually. So you would have been right otherwise. There were some individual, um, really, really good elements. Um, but I didn't feel there was a consistency across everything. But most of all, I didn't feel like there was a look. I don't feel like you could look at a single frame of, unless it had a character in it, a single mm. frame of the film and go, yeah, that's from Bolt, and no. Um, would you think it was a Dennis Hopper? Perhaps you Dennis would. Hopper. Dennis Hopper. Not Dennis Hopper. <laughs> Not Dennis Hopper. <laughs> Although he, he does road trips, easy riding. Uh, Edward Hopper. Does he paint? Edward Hopper. Edward Hopper. He might do. Who knows? Um, and um, my benchmark is always, would I have a still of this on my wall? And no. I don't think mm. there's any point where I'd have a still. Definitely oh, not I the would. pigeons. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a seven. Very good. I've seen some of the pictures from the art of Bolt and, and some of the concept art and stuff looks really good, actually, but um, the cost of the book is ridiculous, so I shan't be purchasing it. There's <laughs> Music? a book, The Art of Bolt. There's one for pretty much every Disney film, just oh, yeah. not a big chunk of of the films that we've just gone through, but <laughs> pretty much everywhere else there are. Yeah. Music? Music. Now, just so that you know, uh, your cameras might have stopped working for, so you can't see what I'm doing or anything. Is it okay again now? Has it stopped it's freezing? Fine. It's fine. Great. It's been but I appear to have some strange latency on me. <laughs> so, mm. so that could be quite interesting for anybody watching right now. Um, but music if you're then uh, the matter doesn't yeah it'll be fine yeah yeah <laughs> although, although Lucy's iPad keeps pinging I know oh. I'm sorry about that that's all right it'll be fine um music uh for me it's entirely unmemorable 
Um, mm-hmm. I think it does its job. It's fine. I didn't particularly like the songs. Um, I don't really have much else to say about it, really. I thought the score itself is great. Like the, 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 it the works. Opening, the, the opening score, I can't remember the exact tune now, so you know, maybe that's like... I'm contradicting myself because I can't remember it, but you know it's kind of like do 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 do, and you know it really gets you going. It's exciting, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's all about. But then that settles back into the distance, you know, just just like you say, it just does its job. But then it's all about that Jenny Lewis song, isn't it? Barking at the moon. Mm-hmm. Well, that, it's weird. That it's called like you, you think it was called like something about home, but yeah, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's called barking at the moon. I hate it when they do that. It's like just, it, in fact, at the end, you know that song, uh, the duet. Um, I thought I lost you. I thought uh, they're repeating that so much. I bet it's not even called that. I bet they've done that thing. <laughs> you know, I bet it's called "I Found You." But no, yeah, it's, it's, it's ironic. Just, it's literally <laughs> called "I Thought I Lost You." But yeah, "Back at the Moon." Um, I do like "Back at the Moon" song, and again, I think it's that sentimental aspect of just watching it with Bonnie when she was two. Uh, so I still like that song. It fits well with the point in the film, but. It does kind of like if you if you take it out, it's like you know. It would you listen to, to it in the car? Here, it, it doesn't seem to belong. I would on a drive. Mm. I don't drive, but I, <laughs> if, we, if we were on a drive on the drive, and it was a sunny afternoon, you know, it would feel appropriate. Mm. I'd skip it. I think I'd skip all the songs of of this. I I quite like this is one of those guilty pleasure things um never never say so on a first date but i quite like this kind of soft pop country style to mm. be honest I it, can do, it appeals yeah. to me it's just easy to Sometimes. listen to you bob along to it and like hugh says long drive it's it suits me so i liked the songs now having said that does it compare to the soundtrack of the little mermaid heck no does it even compare to um tarzan you know, when he was trying to go the soft rock route. Brother Bear. Heck no. <laughs> it, it just, it's it's not iconic. It never will be. Was it trying to be? I don't think it was. The scar served the purpose, which actually was quite epic. So well done for serving yeah. the purpose. It's what I would call just, it's your spaghetti carbonara. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It does the job. It fills you up, tastes good, yeah. does the job. Yeah, it's, yeah. Nothing more. I think, the, just... duet, I think the duet in the end credits is, is really catchy. Yeah. It's not, it's not exactly to my taste. You know, it's a bit like, you know, it is a bit poppy, yeah. but uh, in the moment I was like, yeah, all yeah. right, yeah. Absolutely <laughs> fine. I've nothing negative to say about it at all. Like I say, it's, it's not Little Mermaid, mm. but I've nothing negative to say about it. I think I'm just, I'm yearning for, like, it's just been too long now, hasn't it? We've, we've, we've had a long period of this it, it was exactly the same in the last dark period as well we went from having uh, film after film with with memorable songs with the Sherman Brothers doing stuff and then suddenly we had nothing for ages mm. and then Little Mermaid came along yeah. and now it's about to happen again in two weeks time we're, we're back into it and, and yeah. I'm looking forward to that let's just put it that yeah. way just looking a forward frog to it. a little frog <laughs> <laughs> and, and the history song from from the show will have some meaning in two weeks' time. I can't yeah. wait for that. Mm-hmm. I've had it on on in the in the uh, kitchen this week. I always suspected uh, Princess that, and the Frog. That uh, jingle you did was from Princess and the Frog, but because I'm not that familiar with it, it took me weeks to nail it down. Like I thought it must be that. <laughs> and I, I never bothered to look it up. I just thought, is it that? I think it is. <laughs> it, well, there that, you are. Interesting little factoid. My brother and um, his girlfriend uh, have got a little musical duo and they, well... You've said little twice now in a very patronising way. <laughs> no! He's oh. a little, little musical. And he's, he's putting on no, a, a little concert. As in, in there's little, little as in two of them. Yeah. They've got a musical duo. And before the pandemic, they were in the bars on ferries. And they, they kind of had a contract coming up to do cruise ships um, and they, were, they had an agent who dealt with that. And one of mm. the cruise ships that they were, the agent was saying, let me send some tapes off, I was a Disney cruise ship. So he said, can you do some... Um, I'm easy listening, that's what it is. You know when there's just a, a duo in the back of a restaurant? Yeah. Can you do some, some easy listening... A style of your choice, Disney music. So it was kind of the brief was take some Disney music and just turn it into some 
soft pop and uh, they they did a, they, they sent me a demo that they did of one of the I'm losing I'm very tired today I'm sorry <laughs> one of the um, Princess and the Frog ones so I might send you it so we can play the little oh, snippet yeah. next week yeah that's very good should we score this then let's let's uh, six from me there you go mm, quite low there but mm. I I just think that's your your carbonara score, to be honest. So I'm going to join you, Chris. Six all the way. Seven from me. I think, I think those two songs are just good enough, and the intro is just exciting enough <clears throat> to make it like. Oh, you hmm. might be right. right. Six is a mean one because I liked it. <laughs> what are you saying? Seven, seven, seven. Excellent. Tell us IMDb then, Lucy, while, while Hugh tosses the scores. Oh, yeah. I've added, I've added them up. There was, All right. <laughs> there weren't figures on the pages that I was looking at for the box office, but it did say it made a marginal profit. But it was credited with funding <laughs> the Disney revival. Marginal profit. People on IMDb didn't like it. 6.8, which is low for IMDb. So mm-hmm. I wasn't holding out much hope for Rotten Tomatoes. However... The critics gave it 89. Now, that is high. I know, that's really generous. Um, And the audience went right for that middle road with 74%, which is, that's that's a regular score. Mm. That's what most things would get is 74. But 89 from critics. Very good. Well done, Bob. Pat on the head. Good boy. Go and have a treat. 74, you say? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Bonnie and Lucas both gave it three. Um, Ollie gave it seven out of one. Um, <laughs> seven out of one. Uh, altogether, <laughs> we've given it 74. The aforementioned 74, which is well. the same as uh, The Emperor's New Groove. It's wonderful, huh. Sleeping Beauty. What else we got here? <laughs> I'm sorry about I'm so- We should go back and do that. I'm a spin in a bad mood. For what? I slammed Sleeping Beauty at the you time. Did. I don't know what came you were, over you were me. You brutal about the artwork. I think that's about... about bored and I'm about boring. One more, one, more than, <laughs> one more than Song of the South, one less than Sleeping Beauty is mm-hmm. Malt. I think that's there a very are. good score for this. And I think people listening who haven't seen it, um, you know, 74, it's like saying... It's worth a watch. You might just really like this. You might think yeah. it's average. You might not even like it. I'm just, you know, you know I'm, just, I'm covering all bases here, aren't I? You are a bit, yeah. <laughs> you might like it. You might not. You might hate it. You might love it. I mean, the thing is, she... it's the same score as Emperor's New Groove, and that is one of my favourite Disney films, but I do realise it's not that good. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, it's just, I wouldn't give it 10 out of 10. I just really enjoy it's it. It's all right, yeah. It's yeah, fun, I just really it? like it. I don't really like Bolt, but I recognise that it's pretty good. It's enjoyable, yeah. man. Yeah. It's enjoyable. Hugh, what about the boohoo bonus? Well, Chris, before we do that, you're going to ask me to do favourite bits now, aren't you? Go on, no, then, do favourite uh, bit first. Go on. Yeah, let's 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 some quick favourite bits. I've got a couple. Have you got any? Um, well, anything with Rhino in it, I mm. thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed. Um, I liked uh, the bit. <laughs> I liked the bit when the guy in the opening threw the through the. Uh, bomb up and it hit the helicopter and exploded and then he went <laughs> and electrocuted himself I really quite enjoyed that <laughs> there's a bit where um, Lewis the pigeon tries to sneak a stone past mittens like all, all the other pigeons are coming up and like bringing her like you know like protection money you know like because uh, we've been watching Sopranos and um, Better Call Saul you know there's, there's always a bit where someone's like hey sorry I'm a little short this week and they're like what you're short and then they beat the you know seven bells out of them um but there's a bit where this pigeon, two pigeons come up and they, they bring Mitten something, and this third pigeon comes on and he just is. Has he got a stone or something? And he just kind of like he just pops it down and, and he tries to walk off, all that like, casual. And he just, re- I just thought it was really funny, like how he, he tried to sneak it past, and it was like, and then he, and he's like, <laughs> he's just off. He just made me laugh. Yes. But the, one other bit was, um, I like it when Rhino says, um, he goes, "Oh, I'll get a ladder." <laughs> and, you, yeah. and, and he trundles off in his ball and you're thinking well that's funny because he can't get a ladder he's just a little hamster but then he does <laughs> <laughs> so it was good enough for me that that was funny enough I thought oh that's funny but then you get the extra like topper that <laughs> later on yeah, he's like off. <laughs> really, and, and how they've worked out how he does it is he just gets in like in between two of the rungs and he just 
you know, rolls forward with his ball, and that's how he moves the ladder. Brilliant. There you go. Any favourite bits? Uh, like Chris said, anything with Rhino, but specifically Rhino's little dance. Yeah. What does yeah. it say? There's no truck that I know that can keep in Bolton Rhino. <laughs> <laughs> right, cry factor. Yeah, go on. <laughs> I don't know why they just can't be together. <laughs> Hughes cry factor. Uh, there's, there's, you know, some sentimental moments peppered throughout. You've got like when Mittens realise Bolt's come back for her. You're like, oh, that's nice. Uh, but the barking at the moon road trip montage, you know, it's nice. Um, but then when it uh, come on. When he does the super bark at the end, you know, and it shows, it repeats those shots of his his his, his hind leg going down, his you know, steady himself with the front leg, you know, I was I was all into that. Four. Whoa. Four good ones, eh? You. Well, that first one I hit the, that actually hit my jaw bone. I don't know <laughs> if, if it sounded different. I think that's awesome. sounds right. A very generous far for that. It, Did it really get you? Yeah, I was... I does have the feels. I, I thought, I think it's quite a... Yeah, I get that. thing is about like, the cry factor is it's, it's sometimes it's about... Uh, I can just be excited to the point of, like, tears. There's also... If, <laughs> okay. if it's got If it's got sentimental <laughs> memories for you anyway, Hugh, then you're already invested, aren't you, yeah. before you even and start. it was so early. You... It was yeah. early in the morning as well. That's never a good start. Yeah, I'm like... <laughs> You should see him with a hangover. He can't even watch Sainsbury's adverts when he's got a hangover. <laughs> there we are. Well, uh, what are we doing next then? Oh, we've just talked about that, haven't we, a little bit? But yeah. Princess, and, Princess the and the Frog. So, yeah, I'm this, really looking yeah. forward to this one. I am. Very, I am. very much looking forward to it. And then, it's been a while since I've watched and it. And then, well. yeah. We've kind um, of built up to getting better from the wild, which is like, you know, the bottom. You know, like... Just building up, getting better and better and better, and now it's just going to go. Pew. But then there's Winnie the Pooh in the amongst it all. Oh god! No, when is that? <laughs> I keep forgetting about that. When is that? Is that after Tangled? I think okay. Tangled's fifty. I think it's fifty-one. You had a bigger reaction to that than when I told you when you found out our Disney World holiday was cancelled. <laughs> Honestly, it's because I was expecting that, but I keep forgetting about Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> so, I, I just. I think because, like I said this before, because we've done a Winnie the Pooh, I think maybe we should, maybe I can't, I can't imagine us doing like an hour-long episode on it. Maybe we should split it with something else. Talk about Mandalorian or something. I don't know. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see. We'll see. Yeah, possibly. I'll, I'll just do two short episodes that week, and they can have a, a bonus. Can Unless... we do that with Ralph breaks the internet as well? Oh, what? <laughs> I can't wait. To, I can't. Do you know what? The, these ones coming up, these later ones, I have so much to say about them compared to the others because mm. I, I think the this, um, the way they're made, the way they're written starts to get very wonky and things don't feel right. They don't hang together as they should. So I've got so much to say about these films coming up. Mm. Very good. That, mm. That's good. It bodes well that you have things to say. I'm going to be angry. As uh, Pete Warner from uh, The Diz says, The Diz YouTube channel there, uh, what does he say? Daddy's back and he's in a mood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the Diz. Daddy's back. He's in a mood. Then, then, he, then he berates the audience. He does. <laughs> you should watch it sometime, Chris. It's funny. I will. I just watch it because he's like he's, he's cantankerous, but it's funny. Trademark rant. <laughs> this sounds like my kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, um, that I guess that just about wraps it up, doesn't it, for this time? Oh. So, ooh. We, we, did, we, we talked about Twitter, didn't we? The, the comments on Twitter. Yes, you did, yeah. It was that one guy, but I think there was another one. And let me just double check. No, okay. just the one. Forget it. You, t- you talked in line about it. I did. I did. That never so, happens. I should do that more often. No, no. Well, that just worked, didn't it? It worked nicely. Mm. Nobody's um, pointed out any of the characters, by the way. Yeah. No, if you can name every character on screen... Uh, respect if, points. If, if you are <laughs> it's watching... It's quite easy. Yeah. If you're listening to us, as was the original format, then we are we're sitting amongst some uh, some screens. Distinguished, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anywho, right, let's wrap up, shall we? Because we're getting close to that point where the unicorn comes out. So, well, yeah, 
<laughs> so, so you can find us on Twitter and on Facebook and on Instagram and we also have a Patreon and they're all 37 Disney Street, believe it or not. We also have a YouTube channel with all sorts of stuff on it, which you might be watching this very second, um, but if you're listening, you won't be. So uh, come and check us out on YouTube as well. There's loads of great stuff on there. Lucy, yeah. is, Lucy has just started uh, a, an outside venture. She's moonlighting, doing some DVC podcasting as well, aren't you? The Brit's Guide to DVC, or if you're trying to find us on social media, media it's BG2DVC. Um, but yeah, the first podcast should be released on May the 4th, which is easy to remember because May the 4th be with you. It's the day after Luca's birthday. Oh, I bet you were gutted about that. <laughs> I, I'd be crossing well, my legs if I was Laura. I'm like, no, I want a Star Wars baby. No, I'm sure I've said this before, but but the name George was in contention for quite a long time. We liked Lucas as a middle name, and we ended up calling him Lucas and dropping the George. Oliver has the George oh, now, yeah. um, but he could have been called George Lucas, George Lucas Fletcher, Fletcher, and he could have been born a day later. So that would have been a bit much, though, wouldn't it? Chris, I think Chris, it would have been a bit much. <laughs> we would have questioned your conception of schedule. <laughs> <laughs> You know what we're saying about the uh, people naming these characters that they could see on screen? Mm. Uh, I forgot, um, one of the comments on the first appearance of these on Meet the Robinsons was, was from Hannah Marie. Uh, oh, yeah. A regular commenter. And she said, like, um, lovely to get some uh, background on you guys. But she was actually talking about oh, yeah. our backstory, which uh, yes. Mercedes asked us some questions and we answered them. So I thought, I, it just tickled me that you were like, yes, oh, yeah. Yes, that um, was like, I was like, no, I think she's literally talking about the... Uh, yeah, just I'd a... forgotten what we talked about. What to be a honest with you. funny misunderstanding! We all know who this guy is. <laughs> Most people know who that is. Mon- Monkey Mouse. <laughs> Monkey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> His original name. My favourites are below me, and yeah, above me there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There we are. Anyway, should Great. we should we call this a day? Great radio. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd cut this bit out of the radio bit. No, oh, I'm not going to because yeah. spoil it, wouldn't it? Right, good. Um, this is kind of dwindling now, isn't it? So let's clear yeah. off. Um, it's been emotional, guys. Uh, we'll speak to you in two weeks' time. See you later. Bye. Bye, pals. <laughs> <laughs>